0: Free Tacos. Free Tacos. let's, uh, Let's get this thing started. (laughs) All right, let's get the party started. Well, I'm coming up to start some live trivia for uh, those people on uh, Instagram, so thanks for coming. Um, Mm -hmm. We are Free Tacos Podcast. Yes. Action Team Trivia. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm David the Brewery Buddy Mm -hmm. over there. Joe with the show and silent nick over there in the corner N- nearly silent nick nearly on silent nick. on mondays mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just off camera over here we get dj pizza, DJ pizza. anonymous friend mm-hmm. and uh, there we go we got holy sister lisa waving waving in the foreground <laughs> there we go. Just Oop! <laughs> that's it lisa's completely <laughs> <absent. Yeah. laughs> sorry about that sorry we do not have a lot of Alright, for those of you uh, listening or joining us on Instagram Live, if you haven't been with us before, here's how it's going to go. I've got five categories, three questions in each. I'm going to ask a question, you guys are all going to talk about it, send in your answers on Instagram Live, um, and then I will tell you the real answer. Some of these have a lot of stories to them, some of the questions are long, some of the answers are long, um, and I think uh, I think we're probably pretty good. Is that good to get started? Everybody yes. ready? all right Uh, there's there's no winner here except Mm -hmm. for me because i get 15 out of 15 every time (laughs) (laughs) so uh we're gonna go the categories today as always our crazy history uh today we have musical musings we do have a special movie mysteries uh for this week Uh, legendary literature and Mm. our disney discourse to close things out so if everybody's ready let's get started all right i think we're ready. Right, so we're starting off with our crazy history. Yes. with our girl, We're back with the girl with the cigarette and the gigantic chicken. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Alright, so mm. Frederick Wilhelm Voigt is also known as the captain of Copenic and is a Prussian folk hero. What did he do to become such a folk hero? And that was Prussian. If I said Russian, I meant Prussian. I don't know. You did say Prussian. Good, I said Prussian. It's Prussian. Um, and that's actually him right there, that, that crazy-looking old man with the bowler hat. He was a songwriter on the banjo. <laughs> All right. So, so folk music hero, yeah. that's what you're going with. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> those, you know, those Prussians, they were known for yeah. their folk music. That's what everybody says about them. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> those crazy Prussians. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's. I, I think the Crazy Prussians is actually a folk band, and if it's not, it should be. Yeah. <laughs> I would be that. That HBO series, yeah, yeah. Prussian Folk, that was. <laughs> All right, Instagram Live. Do you guys have any idea on who Frederick <laughs> Wilhelm Voigt is? He actually just goes by Wilhelm Voigt a lot, okay. actually, too. So uh, something having to do with Napoleon. Ooh, something to do with Napoleon, possibly. Okay. Hmm. No idea. All right, and I'm not seeing anything yeah. on Instagram. Seeing... I no. think I think we've stumped everybody pretty much right off the bat. Yeah. DJ Pizza, any guesses? no all right here we go having just quit his job at the shoe factory 10 days earlier on october 16th 1906 wilhelm donned a captain's uniform that he had assembled from several different shops and went to a local army barracks and stopped a sergeant and four soldiers and told them to follow him they followed the orders and even picked up six more soldiers and boarded a train to Copenhagen which is east of Berlin, where he instructed those soldiers to cover all the exits on city hall. And he told the local peace to contr- police to control the people and not to call Berlin for one hour. He mm. then had the treasurer and the mayor arrested for suspicion of crooked bookkeeping. And that's when he confiscated the 4,002 marks and the 37 Fennings uh, with a receipt that he even signed with his old jail director's name. Cause this guy is legendary. He, uh, then commandeered two carriages, as one does. He told the soldier he told some of the soldiers to take the treasurer and the mayor to Berlin, and the others to stand guard for thirty minutes. Meanwhile, he got on a train, changed his clothes, and disappeared. He would have completely gotten away with it if he hadn't told this crazy plan to his former cellmate before he had gotten out of jail earlier, who then ratted him out in anticipation of getting a big reward for this. Although he was sentenced to four years for forgery and impersonating an officer in wrongful imprisonment, Kaiser Wilhelm II and the public were very amused by his conduct, and Kaiser uh, actually let him go after two years of serving, and called him an amiable scoundrel. (laughs) Look at that, that's him there. Literally just looks like the same picture over and over again. (laughs) So... So basically, he so what you're saying, he didn't play the banjo. He did not know. He was <laughs> he was not in a folk band. Okay, well, all right. I guess I cleared that up. You said that was 1806. Uh, 1906. 1906. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So question number two. So anything that can go wrong will go wrong. That is usually called Murphy's Law, and I'm sure you've all heard of it before. What you might not have heard is that it's actually named after Edward. A. Murphy Jr. He was involved in a series of rocket sled tests in the 1940s to test G-Force. Originally, Murphy became involved due to his gauges to measure this G-Force, but when they were installed, they were installed backwards and didn't give off any readings. So during a press conference, Colonel Stapp, who was in charge of the test, mentioned the phrase and coined it as Murphy's Law. Um, So the tests on those rocket sleds ended up uh putting Stapp in the cockpit on this two thousand foot track and he ended up going up to thirty five Gs. So Stapp took Oof. this research and applied it to what mode of transportation? Um spaceship. At <laughs> <laughs> like least trains fast trains in Europe. I don't know what they call the uh, Bullet trains. Yeah. All right, so we've got rocket ships from DJ Pizza. We've got Mm -hmm. bullet trains from Holy Sister Lisa. Just air travel. Air travel from Joe. Commercial air travel. While playing a banjo. While playing a banjo. (laughs) Hovercraft. Hovercraft. Ooh. (laughs) Going 35 Gs on those hovercrafts. Um, What do we have for comments up there? Um, Missed all of that. Steam engines. And then steam engines. Steam engines. Okay. Too late for yeah Mm. yeah i think steam engines was was out kind of by that um nobody wanted to guess like dirigibles like hotter balloons yeah no no i think Mm. Mm. at 35 g's (laughs) that's one one hell of a descent hovercraft at 35 g's Uh, all just because right, he's wearing so. a jacket, don't think that's... Uh, <laughs> don't, don't don't be fooled, folks. So originally, mannequins were used in the tests, and they were all damaged. But when they decided to move ahead anyway, and they started using live chimps, uh, they had to strap the chimp in, and they found it at the end that the chimp was fine. So Stapp had actually made a note that more fighter pilots died in car accidents than in planes. So he became instrumental in creating safety laws involving seatbelts and soft dashboards for automobiles, which eventually led to the invention of airbags. So he took all of that research about rocket sleds wow. and put it into automobiles. <coughs> huh. uh, what about that? that? Wow. All right. Did we miss <laughs> any more really comments? Did, d- did anybody? <laughs> anybody get that on the no my guess is okay no. so moving on so the next question here alexander the great was one of the greatest military tacticians oh, i mean it's all right. great is right in his name one time alexander held a competition between 41 men it was a mixture of soldiers and locals from the area the prize was a talent of gold, which is about fifty-seven pounds. So, uh, pretty, pretty awesome prize. Uh, what was the competition, and what did the what was the prize that all forty-one participants received? I feel like I know this. All right, Nicole, you should know this. I know. Yeah. I know, <laughs> I <should> know this. <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna say it wasn't a banjo. You said <laughs> it. It was in fact a banjo competition. <laughs> okay. You said 41. 41 participants, and all 41 participants received the same prize. They all died. I feel like it was like a uh, like a piece of his empire. Or okay, we've got oh. death. We've got a piece of the empire. <laughs> one one side or the other, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you have any, any comments up there? Mm. I don't know. No, not. <laughs> I haven't seen anything come through on my phone in a while, no. so. What is uh, the competition? Yeah, so what was the competition? And do we have any other guesses on the prizes that everyone received? The winner was okay. one of his soldiers. The absolute winner was one of his soldiers. And he's the one that won the, the, the talent of gold. But everyone else received the same prize afterwards. A goat. A goat. <laughs> um, what does that say? A, a woman. Hang- does a say hangover. A hangover? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the prize I can get behind. They won, I don't know. Alright, well I'm going to take... Ooh, what do we got um, a craft of wine okay you know there's a there's a lot of very close things uh so <laughs> alexander the uh, oh oh so it was actually a wine drinking competition <laughs> one uh, of alexander's soldiers uh Primarchus, drank four gallons in order to win first place <laughs> Of course, the Macedonians were used to drinking diluted wine, but that didn't help them because they were drinking undiluted wine. And 35 people won a free case of death at the competition, like (laughs) Nick said, and the other six people died over the next four days. (laughs) Wow. Congratulations. more yeah. gallons of one. It was a different it was a different time. Was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> Much different time. Much different time. All right, we are moving on to musical musings. Um and Oops. Well That can just stay up. I won't click anything else. I don't uh, don't know how to go back. Don't look at that anymore. Uh, So Breakfast at Tiffany's is a song from 1995 by Deep Blue Something. Prior to releasing the song, frontman Toby Pipes was a Sunday school teacher and thought that they needed a new name, uh, mostly due to what the old band used to be called. What was the name of the band before it was called Deep Blue Something? That a Sunday school teacher would not want. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Nick. And I will tell you, this picture actually doesn't give it away. Uh, it is not Ziggy Stardust. It's not uh, Space Odyssey. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's something inappropriate, then. Like it is something... Deep blue uh, ball that goes against it's religion. It's <laughs> something inappropriate, I think, for a Sunday school teacher but not wholly inappropriate that it couldn't be played on David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust album. <laughs> so it wasn't like Satan pissing or anything like that. <laughs> what do we get up there? Um so what is the actual question again? The question is what is the name <clears throat> that deep the band deeply something was? before they chose the name Deep Blue Something, because the lead singer was a Sunday school teacher, they decided to change it. Spiders on Mars? Spiders on Mars? That sounds controversial. Uh, Does it say something about evolution? Yeah, evolution is real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was evolution is real. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, All right. So, <laughs> The actual answer is, uh, where am I here? Oh, Leper Messiah was the name of the band originally. Leper Messiah, which is a line from Ziggy Stardust by David Bowie. They ended up on the name that they used because one of the band members said, I don't know, how about Deep Blue something? And the rest of the band liked it just like that, so they kept it. And that is going to move us right along to the next question here. So Deborah Harry is the blonde singer of the 1980s group Blondie, but the inspiration from the name is not based on the singer's platinum hair. It's a famous world leader had a dog named Blondie. Who was that leader? Gorbachev. Gorbachev. Okay. Margaret Thatcher? Ooh, Maggie T <laughs> Well, the Blondie. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, mm. the dog itself has been in one of the pictures on one of our uh, PowerPoints before. So for those in the room Mm. who have seen all the PowerPoints, you have seen this dog before. Hitler. Yeah, was it Hitler's German (laughs) shepherd? Get this as a puppy in 1941 by Martin Bormann.
1: German <laughs> Shepherd.
0: The German Shepherd went everywhere I I with Adolf with Hitler. <laughs> uh-huh. Blondie was even moved to Dachau bunker at the end of World War II and died a day before Hitler of cyanide poisoning.
1: And that's oh, yeah, him you know. wow. throwing, throwing a, a log or
0: possibly a bone. I don't, because the dog really would have given sure. away all the secrets. It yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he just didn't <laughs> want to live without it, I think. <clears throat> so... TV producer Sula Miller, who worked out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida for Big Grin Productions, wanted to use Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire to help promote some products. The idea was backed by Merrill Klinger, who helped co-write the song with June Carter Cash, but the Cash family said they would not allow the song to be used to promote what product that he wanted to use. So what was the product that they wanted to use ring of fire to promote that the cash family said, absolutely no way. Is it something to do with STDs? Condoms? Or like, yeah. yeah condoms. All right. Condoms, STDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We uh, did get a late entry on Hitler up there. So yeah. Preparation H. <clears throat> preparation H. That's another good one. STDs, condoms, preparation yeah, H. Some kind of birth control. Yeah. Birth control. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Hemorrhoid medicine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking birth control. Yeah, something Well two people so far are correct. Okay. What do we get up there? Benny Hana. <laughs> yeah, condoms. Condoms, okay. Sula Sula thought of the idea while sitting on the toilet suffering from hemorrhoids when he thought the song should be used to help promote hemorrhoid relief products. Meryl Klinger, the co-writer, he said he used to make jokes about hemorrhoids while introducing the song on stage. Mm. But his support of Big Green Productions was not meant to upset the family. He just thought it was funny. (laughs) 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 All right, so we are moving on to our very special version of... Movie Mysteries. Oh. So, Sean Connery has recently passed away, so tonight's Movie Mysteries will be all about him. Oh. Normally portraying a manly hero, except in this 1989 movie where he played Sir Augusta Winter, a villain set, to, set out to use the weather to control the world. What movie was Sean Connery's Sir Augusta Winter Thwarted by two highly skilled agents. <laughs> you know this one already. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I have a guess. Is it that one where he was on the submarine? That's for the Red October. Was it the Avengers? Was it The Avengers? What a great guess, Nick. Uma Thurman plays Dr. Emma Peel before she became an ass-kicking bride, and he, who shall not be named Ralph Fiennes, plays John (laughs) Steed, and before Robert Downey Jr. teamed up with Samuel L. Jackson to start their initiative, Steed and Peel were the umbrella-toting heroes of The Avengers. (laughs) All right. Scotland Forever is tattooed on Connery's arm, which he got as an homage to his home when he was just 16. He actually worked as both a milkman and a coffin polisher in Edinburgh before getting into acting. Do you know Sean's not actually even his first name? What is Sean Connery's real first name? John. John. Henry. John Henry. <laughs> mm. Henry Jones (laughs) Sr. Don't call me Junior. (laughs) Yeah, you got me. John's my guess. Do we have any new guesses? Thomas. We got a Thomas up there. That's a really good Scott. And a Michael. A Michael. All right. What's your guess there? Patrick. Patrick. All right. When he grew up, people actually used to call him Tommy, oh. because mm. his real first name Thomas. is ah, Thomas. Thomas. All right, how, about, how that? about that? Way to go. Lisa Z. Way to go. Mm. All right, so, we are at our Does a Wookiee Shit mm. in the Woods question. Yes. Mm. So, Sir mm. Thomas Sean Connery does not appear in any Star Wars films, but a James Bond actor does. What James Bond actor appears in a Star Wars film? Mm daniel craig he was a stormtrooper in first order stormtrooper yeah dj pizza is very confident with Mm -hmm. a daniel craig okay nick appears to be agreeing Mm -hmm. sure i agree oh we've we're just just, we're going for it yeah we're agreeing (laughs) (laughs) okay we're agreeing we're all agreeing we're all agreeing awesome well then we're gonna we're gonna hey if you didn't know that up there in instagram world (laughs) daniel craig was in star wars yeah (laughs) So, Daniel Craig plays a stormtrooper that Rey uses the force on to release her bonds in Star Wars episode 7 The Force Awakens. As a fun side note, his stormtrooper identification number is JB007. Ooh, <laughs> wow. That's fantastic. That's cool. All right, so we are now moving on to our legendary literature question. There's more than one of them. Alright, here we go. So, in 1997, J.K. Rowling brought Harry Potter to life in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. However, ten years earlier, Martin Hanford brought another British icon to life who had giant round glasses. Can you find out which character this is? Come on, <laughs> Waldo. We've got a Waldo guess. Oh. He does have big glasses. Waldo is actually not British. <laughs> hmm. Another character with glasses. Paddington Bear. Doesn't he have glasses? No, he doesn't have He doesn't? He just wears sunglasses when he's a f***ing boss. <laughs> <laughs> See, Um, so here's the thing. See, I very clearly made a point to say that it was Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone because that's the British book. But here it came out as the Sorcerer's Stone because apparently Americans like to change things. So Nick is half right because Martin Hanford did create Waldo. Mm. But in England, he's actually called Wally. Oh. <laughs> With other characters like Wolf, Wizard, Whitebeard, yes. Wilma, Wenda, and Oddlaw, which is actually Waldo backwards, Martin Hanford created Where's Willie, which was changed to Where's Waldo in America, because Willies are penises. <laughs> or Wally. Wally. Um, mm. Alright, so i (laughs) i was going through my bookshelf and i just had a bunch of things that i bought at scholastic book fairs Of course. and uh so we're moving on to another one Uh, so bruce colville is an author who has an american an amazing collection of stories called book of monsters and book of ghosts which uh is a bunch of short stories that he's gathered from a bunch of his favorite author friends I love these stories, but I only got these books because I was a huge fan of Bruce Coville already, because in 1989, Bruce Coville started a book series called My Teacher is a blank. What is Bruce Coville's teacher? Illegal immigrant. A vampire? <laughs> a vampire. Nick says illegal immigrant. <laughs> but my real answer is, uh, is a synonym for that. Werewolf. Werewolf. <clears throat> what I really like is in the uh, book of ghosts. It uh, the the girl that's on the cover is the girl that's in the first story, and her name is Nina, and her last name is Tenleven. So everybody calls her Nine. So her name is Nine Tenleven. <laughs> and it makes <laughs> makes me laugh uh, yeah, all right do we have any guesses from the internets nope i see at least one right um or is that an no old it's one? still an old one oh, okay yeah yeah you got me on that so nick is actually correct Because he released three books between 1991 and 1992 called My Teacher Fried My Brains, My Teacher Glows in the Dark, and My Teacher Flunked the Planet. But Bruce Koval's original story and the reason all this happened is because my teacher is an alien. (laughs) Moving on to the next question. The Guinness Book of World Records is one of the most stolen books in history, but it does not hold the top spot. What is actually the most shoplifted book in the Guinness Book of World Records? Is it a banned book? Is it a banned book? The Bible. I mean, some places it's banned, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the Bible. Joe's like. I second that. The Bible. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, we got a lot of people. Yeah, there's gonna be like maybe the like or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta steal the six book. Yeah. I, I don't want anyone to know I have it. <laughs> <laughs> That's does anybody feel that way? Like when you go to buy a book and you're like, I don't want anybody to know I'm buying <laughs> this, like <laughs> I'm just gonna steal it. Yeah. Like, some, some. 17 year old kid who's working at books a million who i'm never gonna see again i hope they don't know that i'm a person i'm wearing a mask right now so i can't even see it (laughs) all right uh so we've got another bible comment up there is that right Mm -hmm. all right well i guess if it's unanimous Mm. exodus (laughs) chapter 20 verse 15 is thou shalt not steal It's in the second book of the Bible. (laughs) Maybe more people need to get that far in, since it is, in fact, the Bible that is the most stolen book in the world. (laughs) Alright, finishing up with our last category here, we're moving on to the Disney Discourse. So, at Walt Disney World, the twins are named Richard F. Irvine and Joe Fowler, and the queen is called Joe Potter. Who are Richard, Joe, and Joe? They're the or uh, something to do with the ferry boats. Okay. We've got a ferry boat or possibly something to do with the ferry boats. Yeah. You got me on that one too, huh? Can't, this say, is like the, I can't say I know. This is the closest thing I could come up with with twins Walt Disney World. <laughs> um, and it's actually funny because these two girls that have these I'll Be Your Mini shirts are actually here with two guys that have i'll be your mickey shirts on who are also twins and mm. they just got engaged by their little just got engaged buttons oh. or that there's the happily ever after buttons that are on there but like when i looked up twins at walt disney world it was like 20 pictures of them all over walt disney world <laughs> together and oh, groups are yeah. like separate for mickey and minnie but like it was pretty awesome all right um, what do we get we got ferry boats yeah as ferry well boat captains very about captains. What's up there, Schwartz? All right, here we go. So the answer is Richard F. Irvine was an art director for films from 1939 to 1953 when he became a senior figure for Walt Disney Imagineering and helped build Disneyland. He died before he could make it to Walt Disney World, so they named the riverboat after him until 1996 when they renamed it to the Liberty Bell. Joe Fowler was a rear admiral for the U.S. Navy who helped build the paddle steamer, for Mark Twain at Disneyland, uh, where he actually stayed on as the GM for 10 years. Then, he moved and helped build Walt Disney World. William Everett Potter, who is somehow called Joe, graduated from West Point and then just for kicks MIT before becoming the governor of the Panama Canal Zone. Mm. He then helped build the tunnels for Magic Kingdom. The Richard F. Irvine and the Admiral Joe Fowler are the names of the twin Magic Kingdom-class fairies, and the General Joe Potter is the Kingdom Queen-class fairy for Magic Kingdom. Awesome. So, yep, those are the fairies. (laughs) All right. So, last week, I I was walking around Winter Garden, and I came across this plaque that was commemorating... Tex Brown Meacham, who was a member of the Women's Aviation Service Pilots, or Wasp. So I started thinking, maybe this might be where the name for Ant Man's partner came from. Because that's like a real thing during World War II. A bunch of women were flying planes around for for the army. But where in Disneyland can you find similar plaques about famous aviators? At Disneyland. Disneyland. Not California Adventure, specifically Disneyland. The Disneyland theme parks. Oh, either Disneyland or California Adventure. One of the two. Famous mm-hmm. I have a very good guess. Well, let's hear it. Soren over California. Okay. That is a very good guess. I will tell you my mother works at Soren right now and we went to Disneyland, and she took hundred and fifty pictures <laughs> of the queue for Soren. Yeah. Um. And if you haven't been to Disneyland, the Soren at Walt Disney World is set up where they're like all flight attendants, but the Soren at Disneyland is set up where they're all pilots. And I was like, that's way cooler. That's way cooler. That's so much okay. cooler. Okay. Um. But uh, what, what do we have for guesses up there? Uh, Cars Carsland? Cars Land? Land. Cars Land? Mm, maybe. I think Soren's a pretty good guess. Yeah, I think Soren. Soren yeah. is a pretty good guess. You walk into a hangar, and yes. in the queue for Soren, you'll find a section dedicated to individuals <clears throat> such as Jimmy Doolittle, Howard Hughes, Chuck Yeager, Charles Lindbergh, and Amelia Earhart. <laughs> mm-hmm there you can see them they're all on the left all the banners have their names on them so you know like who you're coming up to and they also have pictures (laughs) of airplanes as you go through there too cool um but yeah it's pretty cool over there over on in the walt disney world side they're they're called like a side b side c side and then in california they're called alpha bravo and charlie is that a live picture from soren that, that is yep, this is, this is a live feed it's right now. This is a live now. feed right now. <laughs> That's sorry, what's going sorry. on right now, Soren. All right. Number 15 Snow White and the Seven Doors was released on December 21st, 1937. It was the first fe- feature length animated film in U.S. history. A, multi-pl- a multiplane camera was designed for the film, and a special Academy Award was given for this flick. The Oscar had seven smaller Oscars. This movie had another big first to go along with it. What is the other notable first that this movie can claim? Yeah. That's a very broad question. Well, give me some broad answers. Yeah. Is it some kind of award? It is not an award. Okay. No award. I mean, they do get awards later, and I'll talk about that, but that is not this distinction. It was the first movie with dwarves. It, I mean... (laughs) I did not see anything about that. Uh, (laughs) So, possibly? (laughs) Okay. Um... I don't know. When did uh, Mickey Rooney make his start? <laughs> it was, uh, I'd say probably around that time. <laughs> the first with talking characters? No, nope. they were talking no nope. there's, that. Yeah, definitely definitely talkies before then. Okay. I remember yeah. that. Okay. Mickey had been talking for a while before that. the first one in color? In color? It was not. Okay. <clears throat> was the most expensive at the time um christian what does that mean schwarzing just like yeah. just i think people Probably, are just, never mind never mind no no it's, they're, it's oh they're just talking it's, to it's each other talking to each other yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Come on.
0: laughs> all right well i'll just tell you then all right. So, uh, convinced this movie would actually fail, critics started calling it Walt Disney's Folly. Turns out it actually became the highest grossing film ever until Gone with the Wind came out the next year. But this film was the first movie ever to have a soundtrack available for purchase. Mm-hmm. This movie was actually okay. re-released eight times before finally being released on home video in 1994. In 1989, the National Film Registry recognized Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs for it being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Hmm. Okay. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is it. Is Jess says you suck, Jess. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she does. <laughs> you suck, Jess. Schwartz. Okay. Okay. So I hope you, everybody had fun. Thanks yeah. for coming out. Uh, Instagram Live World. Yep. Um, Thanks, and, everybody. And uh, again, I'm David the Brewery Buddy. And, uh, and Joe with the show. And yeah. remember to vote. Silent Nick. Nearly, nearly Silent Nick. Yeah. Vote. DJ Pizza. Yeah. Holy Sister Lisa yep. waving over there in the corner, um, and I think we're planning on switching up days, so it won't be Mondays. Yeah, from I think we're we'll going to do it Sundays. Yeah, so start we'll looking see. for us. We'll see. We'll talk we'll about see. it. We're, we're, we'll, we're still we'll make some that. posts. Yeah, we'll post about it. But <laughs> but keep both Sunday and Monday free. Yeah, just, just in, in case. case. All right. Thanks <laughs> okay. a lot, everybody. All right, everybody, thanks. Bye bye.